0: Welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Lay, and I'm so excited that you're here today. On our podcast, we are going to be talking about the things that inspire you in business to help you create a conscious brand that will not only build credibility and give you more opportunities in your business to thrive, but also help you to create in a deliberate, conscious kind of way. This is a place where meaningful conversations will inspire you to create, pursue, and thrive and shine in business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Today, I have a dear friend of mine who is not only also a marketer, but she is someone that every time I catch up with, we seem to have a lot of fun. And I'm very, very excited to have Mei Chang on the show today. For those that do not know May, you may have already seen her on my Facebook or my Instagram or my LinkedIn. But May Chang is a brand strategist and marketer, and she is also someone who helps small and medium businesses advance their brand strategy through exploring, designing and creating business value to their ideal clients at a profit. May Chang walks the talk and she definitely does that in and wears many different hats. She has worked in multinationals with SMEs, nonprofits, community services, and also worked in different parts of the world, including London, Hong Kong, Singapore, and now Sydney. She helps people with their marketing, their branding, their sales, as well as project management, and she definitely has an eye for helping you bring out your personal brand and your brand and also unleashing the voice in your brand. So May Chang welcome it's so good to have you on here.
1: It has been the
0: highlight of my morning just
1: to be with you Phoebe and thank you for that lovely introduction.
0: Oh thank you so much May. it is such a pleasure having you here and I am so glad that we can talk and have you on the show because I know that we have so much to discuss when it comes to Our two favorite things, branding and marketing, which I think is a bit like salt and pepper. I feel like what you do and what I do, they go hand in hand, but the flavor of the dish doesn't really come out the same if one is missing, right? And I Mm -hmm. often get clients that come to me and they're ready for social media. They're ready to run ads and put themselves out there, but they don't necessarily have their brand strategy right yet and they aren't aware that there's actually this step in between before you come to a marketer where you actually identify and work out what your voice is what your brand is so may i would love for you to start by sharing with us what is it that you do exactly like what is a brand strategist and what's that gem behind someone that works with a brand strategist
1: thank you phoebe Great intro, definitely. You know, when a business owner, startup, there's this excitement of seeing your vision. So you have a dream in front of you, right? And then you're very much driven by that burning desire with your purpose to get to that dream. So then hopefully you have your business plan. But then when you start kind of like going through, how do I bring my business into activation? As you rightly say, before you go onto uh, social media, et cetera, really then question, what are you bringing and what are you projecting as your brand? And here's where I'll tag it as the real McCoy, right? Are you comfortable to present a personal brand or a business brand? And in between, if you have worked in large corporations or other businesses uh, than your own, there is this corporate brand. So all these different elements of it, what are you trying to show? And also, are you then wanting to keep no personal brand away from your business brand, right? So even before coming to the stage of you as a marketer who delivers fantastic social media content and platform, have that brand essence and the brand identity for you as a business, has that been kind of like developed fully? And if you haven't, then we need to then sit down and extract, you know, that whole uh, vision and the mission, and then extrapolate and say, hey, let's begin with a uh, planning and identify who is your ideal client and the avatar, you know, of that client that what are the products and the services that you can bring that is of value to your client set. And then the go-to market, what are those channels? It is not what we're comfortable hanging out in. It's where they are to be found. And when you find them, what are you going to say to them in order to add value? And in the end, It's about making a profit. If you don't make a profit, our business cannot sustain. So with all this in mind, we have to develop a plan. And that's where I come in, helping to actually then massage and kind of uh, work and get your grounding for your brand identity in place. And before we kind of work out on, oh, what is that style guide? What is that tone of voice? right? So many elements in the brand and marketing sector and it can't can be kind of like lumped into one because all of us have different offering and we fit into in that supply chain a whole kind of like that uh, length in order to
0: produce the quality output
1: and use best practice.
0: Absolutely, May. And I think that when you mentioned brand essence, I think that There is a big difference between a brand that has established what their brand essence is and one that is kind of figuring it out along the way because you can see the difference between a brand that has established it, they know who they are, they know what their voice is, they know what they stand for versus someone that hasn't because along the way, all of a sudden, you're looking on their Instagram feed or their LinkedIn profile and all of a sudden they've just switched. And then a few weeks later, they switch again. And sometimes they go really corporate, really professional, and then sometimes they're quirky, but they don't have that brand essence. So, May, what is it that makes a brand have essence? I know that might be a really open-ended question, but what is it that makes a brand have that essence where people are attracted to them?
1: Mm. Such a great question, and it has so many, then there's no right or wrong answer, right? And that is what makes each of us unique. And very much it's that foundation, the cornerstone, and that DNA that makes up uh, Phoebe and your business, or Mei Chang and her business, and everyone that's unique, right? But it's an anchoring point. And I sincerely believe it's very much what builds up that business values for your own business itself. And if we kind of like, well, reverse engineer back, it's very much our core principles, maybe even life life lessons or life principles that we have accumulated along the way. Very much in my book that I recently published, I reflected back that, hey, one of the anchoring points is really about this thing about integrity and honesty. If you do an honest day's work, you actually sleep like a baby. If you don't, it will just kind of churn through your mind and it might have different impacts for you. So for my business, it's built on six business values and you don't need to be too crafty or too complex in regards to that. It's those that anchor and I'll just rattle one or two whereby it has really helped me study. One of them is deliver value and then deliver more value. What is the implication of that? Uh, You say, oh, maybe I need to deliver value only when the client pays me. But we know in a sales process whereby it's how do clients first of all know you from above? So if we introduce competition, you need to stand out. And even on social media, right, we can all provide kind of what we call gold nuggets or red pills in regards to adding value to the community that we hang out in. And both of us are kind of very active on LinkedIn, me on Insta, but not that much on Facebook. But if you add some add a, a comment or a content that gets your prospect or your ideal client thinking that, hey, I get what she has to say, and I believe it has really got me thinking. So it's like planting a little seed, and that seed, let it grow. Because we have done our part when we put on some content that allows people to think a little bit and then change the idea or the concept that we have provided. It then adds value, increase. it actually improves the quality of conversation, the quality of thinking. And over time, if we are do it to do it consistently, there is a sense of expectation that, hey, Monday blue is hitting me. But I know Phoebe or May uh, does have their post consistently. I'll look out for it Monday or Wednesday, but that either lifts me up, cheers me up, or switch my way of thinking. And very soon, you can of like create establishing Both not just a connection, but you're slowly building relationship digitally (laughs) until the time whereby it is time to meet. And it's already like that relationship is established. So that's one of the values, right? The other one I would say very much I remind myself uh, to also deliver is that be agile. When you're agile, it can mean a lot of things. For me, it means I have to bring my presence, uh, whether it's on digital platform or when we meet face-to-face. But agility itself, to me, it's very much anchored on three things. And I think mental agility, hey, when I actually meet people, I'm very switched on. I'm kind of very present. And your physical agility, if you look after your health physically, you know that you are just pumped, pumped up and ready to rock, right? And the emotional agility. Very much, you're much more aware of people, surrounds, and you look for even body language, facial expression, etc. So you're switched on. So this is where you remind yourself. It's also your tone of voice and how, you know, when you pick up the phone or when you actually I at it. Uh, designed, you know, your proposal or your packaging, very much attuned to what and how you serve your client. Hope that yes. is a long way, but effective way of answering your question.
0: Yeah, I love what you've shared, and especially because I think being agile in these times is one of the most. It's a thing that gets you over the line in difficult times. It's like one of the most prized possessions or one of the most like important traits you could have, especially in business these days. So that's so important. And I love that your business is built on being agile and that even your business name is Agility Marketing. I think that's fantastic. I would love to know, what is it that you I guess build your philosophy of work on what's the philosophy behind what you do may.
1: The business philosophy and very much I'm very passionate about brand. I'll put it brand first and then marketing, right? Because all of us are given a brand the minute we are born. And Therefore, it is really, we don't want to languish. As we grow up, uh, we can either break free from a personal brand whereby as a child, you grow up and you say, not hey, naughty child, you know, a pretty girl, ungrateful son, blah, blah, blah. All these kind of labels that are given to you by your community or your family. But when you have the opportunity as a business owner or even a corporate brand, right, align yourself to organizations where you feel that the business values are in alignment because you're likely to actually have a greater loyalty and a greater interest and passion when you actually play a part as a team member in a corporate client and particularly when you actually have your own business and you're both owner, you are also the leader, right? Whether you have bigger team, smaller team, operate on your own. You are the brand. So, and our brand is not one that, okay, I now have an established, mature business. So that's our brand. Our brand to me is about discovery of yourself as you become a better version every day. Therefore, that means that there is this opportunity to even evolve your business and the business model that you have very much centred upon focusing on your client. Because client needs and challenges do evolve, the industry does evolve, competition comes in, et cetera. So be nimble and agile to keep on evolving and looking for opportunities, ways to serve customers. All this means that as a philosophy, brand and then the execution you can have best brand but you don't market it's not effective and in the end it's like this whole tripod situation of brand marketing and sales right having sales without brand or marketing of course you can get a sale but there's no brand you're likely to be kind of a transaction Will people remember who they bought it from? Probably not. Probably it's the cheap, oh God, the, the cheapest transaction, right? But when you have this three element in play, you do have an impact. You do have an outcome, and the outcome is sales. But if you want the sales to be continuous sales and long term, that means just like in a relationship, we invest. We invest time, effort creativity in order to keep that relationship
0: shining and thriving that's right <laughs> I love it I love that you have brought in the motto of thriving and shining and I totally agree yeah. I think that I think that it's so important to put yourselves out there and especially when you have developed you know, your brand strategy, you've got your brand essence, you've got the brand guide, you know your tone of voice, your values and your mission. That's when you need to start marketing yourself because otherwise you don't have, it's that missing pillar before you get sales. And your sales are very limited if you're just relying on word of mouth or referrals. So definitely marketing and branding are so, so important alongside Now, I'd love to know, May, what are some of like the kind of results people can expect when they're working with someone like yourself on their brands?
1: Oh, thank you. I'm actually going to use themes and analogies for that.
0: And one of it would
1: be that part of dog tags, I find that with companies, right? imagine (laughs) in the military, you have a dog tag. So for a company, for a client, they have dog tags, which actually uh, highlights, you know, what their identity, brand identity. So with a client, if you're new, you really don't have that much of identity, particularly if you step up from the corporate world, right? All of a sudden you find that, hey, your identity is so much, if you work with Google, so tied up with Google, so tied up with code of conduct that if you step out of it, you know you're in trouble, Right. So when you step out, it's like, yes, people know Phoebe, but Phoebe was with this company. Now, Phoebe is on is starting a business of its own. So it's that trust factor, right? So, and then for some clients that have been well-established, particularly in the non-for-profit, they believe everybody knows them because they were built based on a social reason of why they existed But their clients might move on, their funding organizations might move on. So it is important to keep on nurturing your brand and communicating that. And very much that is with having a brand and marketing plan. So that provides structure. So what I do is to collectively organize with the executive team to say, hey, out of your business plan, in order to keep on your brand reputation and. Hopefully, in fact, leave a brand legacy of your business and the outcomes. Ensure that you have a brand and marketing plan. This provides structure and framework for anything that you do, even in doing social media posts. It gives you a framework and a timeline in order to do your posting consistently and even discussion of what type of content themes, right? And then then, uh, we'll certainly need to go and work with a company like yours and say, hey, we did the high level of what are themes aligned to seasons, et cetera, which are relevant to our business. We now need to engage with you, Phoebe, in regards to the social media actual content how regular, who does it, and how do we kind of like beef up engagement. Another aspect of it is, and these are kind of like streams that comes out, right? Then you look, identify on, okay, we know who our ideal clients are, but we need to now hit a point ensuring that we reach them. And one of them would be definitely a website. Having a website is a 24-7. Loyal employee who is there to serve clients and prospects, right? So then the whole design of the website and who to target to, uh, how you kind of align uh, processes that makes it such so inviting to actually attract visitors to a website, get them what they want ASAP for research for. So that saves time for them to then look at all your other products and services. So the web design and the development is another whereby, hey, client, we have now done the plan, we have done now I identified campaigns or projects. Again, we will need someone of your expertise to actually help with the website detailed design and development and execute it. My role is to be a project management on that aspect. If the client say, hey, we don't have a dedicated resource. We do not need a full-time resource, but we need a resource that will keep an eye, keep it all going, and also empower both our business partner and the client to progress along with a timeline in place so that it doesn't go cash, shaped et cetera, and you're delivering, you're seeing results, you're testing it out, and you're releasing it. So all these are whereby the whole impact. If you have a plan, if you don't have a plan, let's do a plan so you have structure and timeline. And then after that, oh, okay, a plan is not enough. We need to execute. Again, I'm there as a resource to look through because I've seen the high level and now we exit the ground level, the actual action. And I love it because when you can deliver end-to-end, you're very much seen as a extended arm of the executive team to actually deliver and impact results. And I also look for new revenue streams. I mean, I think brand marketing and sales, so much integrated that looking, designing new package offerings, looking at new revenue streams, and that could be uh, part of grant writing. I love looking at that as well because anybody who is in grants know that there's a very short kind of like a process of uh, submitting and you know, putting in a business proposal. And once you get it, there's also a limited time to execute and to actually provide those impacts because the objective is not to get the grant one time. It's to get the grant continuous time as long as you keep on delivering value. So these are some, not all, of the impacts that I help clients with. And in the end, there is teamwork and there is a joy in execution.
0: Wow, Maggie, you (laughs) wear so, so many hearts. I think it sounds like what you do is, it's like you're helping businesses, not just with their branding, like you are helping them Accelerate and generate more sales as well. And, you know, particularly when you talk about multiple income streams, I think that's fantastic because, like, you know, for example, when I used to be a coach and I was doing a lot of marketing coaching, Thrive and Shine Co kind of came about because I was kind of not sick of, but I just wanted to take things off my clients' plate because I was seeing that they were overwhelmed not or sometimes they were just too busy to implement and take action with what they needed to do and I really wanted to just take that off their plate and in the end I was like you know what stuff it that's it I'm going to start an agency and I'm actually going to do that for them and just bring in the coaching to the clients rather than for it to be a coaching business and they have to go off and do it themselves and later down the track, it was starting an online program, doing a seven-day challenge, having multiple different income streams is so important. And it helps you be agile, right? So, <laughs> well, it like minds, right? We are peas in the pot. And I think
1: here is, again, that very authentic focus, interest and energy in how can we assist our clients? So it's a very customer-centric approach. And then the other thing that we bring on board is that we see, we can see where it's leading. We can see the challenges and we have the capability, right? So anything that can assist the client to optimize their processes, to save time, to gain time or to make money. Why not? Because in the end, all of us producing great value to the services or to the communities that we serve. So if we can play a part in clients' partnership in order to deliver the product or the services faster, that has impact. Whether it's communication to ensure that their community knows of the product, the exciting products that they can deliver. Sometimes clients have their best kept secret. They produce beautiful, beautiful solutions, but either that's not communicated, not communicated fast enough, or not communicated to the right people. And that's where marketing and social media comes in.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love your passion, May. And I think that from having worked with you as well, I think that you go way beyond what you say you do and you uh, really help your clients and go out on a limb for them, which is so amazing. And I think every single person who is looking to work with a professional needs to feel that they are cared for, that they matter. And the thing that really excites me about what you do is that you show people that they matter. You know, you genuinely care And you look beyond what you do as well. You look beyond what's the only task that you do. And you actually, you wear multiple hats, which is amazing. It's awesome. And I think that there are a lot of people who are listening right now who might be thinking, okay, well, I need to establish my brand. Or maybe they're a startup and they haven't yet done the exercises. What are some of the things that they can do right now, maybe over the Christmas break, or maybe it's just when they have some free time on their hands, what are some things that they can do to get clear on their brand if they're establishing a new brand? Ah,
1: great question, Phoebe. I think, yeah, over particularly a holiday and, you know, that making of free time, right, all of us got 24, 24 hours. And so it's, I think is that making that time, even if it's for one hour, And sometimes we get actually distracted, particularly, you know, with COVID and lockdown and working from home. So many things to distract, right? So I think it's going to a quiet place, a familiar place whereby you can zone up from everything else and put pen to paper. Just designing, okay, what's your mission and purpose? And then working out, it's not no great science, right? It's about working out who your ideal client is. Where they hang out, what they're expecting if they need help, and what are the challenges that they are facing before you then start aligning what are the products and services that you have in place that could assist them to solve those challenges and those needs, right? And then from there, where is that ideal uh, go to market platforms that will help you reach them faster and in the end, package. Package it so that it's quite nice and easy for people to find you, whether it's getting a quality website design, whether you hang out on the social medias where they hang out so that they can quickly find you, get to know you, like you, and then trust you. And all these, you know, sounds easy to do. I think this is where we tend to be What called jack of all trades. (laughs) We think we can do it all. Yeah, of course, we can do it all. But can you do it in a good quality and effectively? And why not free your time to do what you deliver best? Because as a startup or a business owner, to try and do it all, I think it's just a waste of your passion, your time and energy all these which are very limited, right? So we mustn't kind of like shortchange ourselves and then surround yourself with the inner circle of business partners, whether it's a business coach, a brand and marketing specialist, a social media agency, et cetera. And we do not need all of these elements as a full-time. You just need to find the right contact and the resource that is very much aligned to your culture and says, hey, how do we work? I mean, that's how we found each other, right? And that's through networking. And from networking, it's having that virtual coffee. And from that virtual coffee, it's that whole alignment and such respect for each other's kind of philosophy of business that we say, hey, next thing is let's go and look out at our network and our communities and say, how do we fit in so that I am going to find a reason for Phoebe and I to work together, right? And we will keep on continuing doing that. So yeah, over the holidays, spare that time, make that time to do that. And also reach out to myself for a discovery chat. Because until we get to know each other first, let's talk business later, right? Because if you don't know that person and what you stand for, even on a personal front, Why would I actually invest time and invest my business working with a business partner? And then thirdly, I would say, hey, if you want a nice read, (laughs) an effective read, I just recently published my book, which is called Unleash the Voice in Your Brain. And I have several good feedback, and it's not me just doing promo. (laughs) It is both from readers who are in Australia as well as overseas, particularly in Malaysia, where i come from, whereby one such company who is in the media radio space have actually embraced it as a must-read book in their organization. And they have used the framework to develop their brand story and style guide. So there's a team of a dozen people, and I'm shipping more books over to them I've got a photo of one of them holding it in a whole team. (laughs) And this is where the book itself is there as a framework in regards to how can I map out my brand and marketing plan? How can I actually build up my business values or fine tune those values? Because as we evolve, you, you discover that, hey, there's more elements that we might want to either put in or revise, right? And your own, your business direction also kind of like navigates through. So this is where I find that my book has impact readers one book at a time.
0: That's so fantastic, <laughs> May. I love that you are not only helping people with their marketing, but you're using a book. So you're an author and you have extended not only your own title, but you've extended the medium which you have brought out your brand. And that's like for me, that's true personal branding where you're speaking on podcasts, you're on social media, you've also released a book. Like you are putting yourself out there in all the different ways possible where people can find you and connect with you. And they're connecting with you not just for like 5, 10 minutes or even an hour, like they are spending time reading through a book that is cover to cover full of value and learning about how they can build their brand and understand their team culture and understand what their mission and their vision is. And that's so, so important. So, May, how can people get a hold of this amazing book of yours? Well, they can definitely go on my website,
1: which is Agility Marketing dot com dot au and get a copy there and i certainly recognize with a christmas season and a time for giving perhaps it's a gift to yourself to actually you know pick up some golden nuggets on brand and marketing so anywhere in australia for a limited time it's free postage and if you're overseas reach out to me i will make you a good deal
0: Amazing. Amazing. So May, this now brings me to the rapid fire questions, which I am excited to dive into. So shall we go? Uh, Let's rock. All right, let's rock and roll. So rapid fire question number one is, who is it that inspires you the most? Or what inspired you to do what you do today?
1: I would say it's The LinkedIn community, very much one of the titles on my LinkedIn tagline is Lover of Sun, Salt Sea, and Sexy Brains. And I particularly chose LinkedIn because there's a whole raft of business professionals there who are very generous with time, but also with their insights of specialist fields. And if you hang out there enough, you will just see all this intellectual property and those ideas just waffling through, right? And you anchor yourself and follow those people that you admire. And very much, they inspire me that, hey, first of all, they are giving nuggets of information that just switches the way I think or more of the way I think. And they're just giving. So this kind of like giving from a place of abundance is so important. And just recently, uh, one of the contacts I follow says that she wants to make giving and abundance a norm in our thinking. I say, hey, how cool, right? There are people like that who are just kind of like at the top of their sector, providing best practice. I want to learn. So that has been an inspiration. And very much on a closer surroundings is my family. Family means whereby they instill on you honesty and a good night's sleep. And just having my two boys, our two boys, whereby they are very much inspirational and say, hey, mom, go for go, right? In anything you do, we're backing you up. And not only that, they are doing, they're also walking the talk. When I had my website design, uh, working with you, in terms of developing the content They played a part in actually looking at the content, grammar, et cetera. I said, hey, I'm good with the content, but I might need you guys to be just tweaking on the words, the English, the phrase itself. So a cut through that is fairly fast, right? So the opportunity to work with our boys and the opportunity to talk uh, with them, adult to adult, That just fuels, you know, a passion and fire to actually deliver even greater content pieces to our clients. So, yeah, there's so many people that is inspirational. We just need to hunt them down.
0: That's so true. And I, wow, I think you are one of the most grateful interviewees I've ever had because I've never had anyone point out so many different people they are inspired by that so beautiful may i love it thank you for sharing rapid fire question number two is if there was one thing that you could not live one single day without what would it be and please don't say your phone <laughs> no i'm kidding you can share whatever it is that you can't do a day without i think it's a quiet time quiet time
1: in the morning just when the house is very still and you have this quality time by yourself. So I worked out, I'm a morning person. I derived sort of just a beautiful car anchoring, just having time to reflect, time to prepare for the day. And then over a coffee, is very much that faith anchored in me that, hey, there are things that is bigger and beyond me. So with that quiet time, after that, I go for my exercise. So sorry, it's two things, (laughs) quiet time and exercise. And if I have those two, first thing in the morning before 8 a.m., good to go.
0: Amazing, May. And we were having a coffee in Sydney and you were sharing that with me just the other day. And I think you're part of the 5 a.m. club, aren't you? You're an early riser, which is so inspiring. I need to do more of that. And I'm looking forward to having more coffees with you in person when I move to Sydney next year and also getting that stuff done early, earlier in the day, which makes you so, so much more productive throughout the day. May, where do you see yourself in five years' time? What do you think will have changed in that time?
1: In that time, certainly I have my business for three years now. And it's going strength to strength, powered in our own kind of rhythm and pace, right? So uh, very much, I see myself still delivering fabulous services and aligned to the clients that I uh, work with, whether it's a startup or a business owner in the SME or nonprofit space, really flushing out that a lot of businesses, whether it is personal trainer, deliver a lot of social impact, but I don't think we market it out or communicate it enough. As a trainer, right, if you train a senior executive, the senior executive feels good, pumped up, feel relaxed, walk, cruise into the office early in the morning, a little bit more cheerful, a little more engaged with their staff. That is social impact. It is actually impacting the welfare, the mindset, well-being of the staff. And guess what? They say, oh, my boss actually recognizes, my boss actually acknowledged me. I feel good. I'm going to give 110%. So I see me, myself, continue going and also preaching the word, preaching the word that brand and marketing take more responsibility. Be more aware of what you can bring to the table with your clients. Why? Because it matters and you have the power to do it.
0: Absolutely. Wow. Thank you so much, May. I love that. And I guess the last rapid fire question that I have is, if you could leave the world with one message, what would it be?
1: That one message is: when you have a brand, be proud of your brand and live it to the max. because Why not if you're to leave a legacy, you could be a forgotten legacy. But put in your best shot every day to make it a lasting legacy for the community for the people that you love, for your family. Because we're worth it, right?
0: Absolutely, definitely. I think that your legacy is one of the most important things to think about. And not to leave that too late as well. It's your meaning and the purpose that you have in the world. It's like your meaning to life. I think every single person should think about their legacy. It's not what you leave behind in 10, 20, 50 years. It's what you are working on now that people will remember you for in 10, 20, 50 years. So yeah, I truly think that's a great one. May, thank you so much for your time today, for jumping on this show, for sharing your wisdom and your golden nuggets. For anyone that wants to connect with May, May, what would be the best way for them to connect with you apart from your website?
1: Definitely. I hang out on LinkedIn very regularly. You can check out my LinkedIn posts, videos, blogs, etc. So it's Mei Chang. And I also appear quite a bit on Instagram, which is agility marketing with Mei Chang and also YouTube but most of the YouTubers on my website. So yes, many ways to engage with me and also a copy of the book that would be good.
0: Amazing. I'm going to pop all of that in the show notes. May, thank you so much again. And for anyone that wants to connect with May to learn more about the work that she does and her wonderful book, there's going to be a link in the show notes and you'll be able to jump on her profile on LinkedIn, her website, and definitely grab a copy of that book as well. It's going to be a great gift regardless of whether it's during the Christmas season. And if you're listening to this and it's post-Christmas, it's still a great book to be reading over the new year break or to gift your loved ones or even maybe a Valentine's gift if you're listening and it's coming up to February. Once again, May, thank you so much for jumping on. And if there are any other ways that we can support you as well, please let me know. And if you have any departing words as well, please feel free to share. Oh, one,
1: I was just thinking about, you know, the beautiful name for your podcast, The Conscious Podcast, right? And my extension to that is, why not be a conscious buyer? Whether buying clothes, buying fashion, buying anything, right? Think a little bit more about what is behind in the supply chain. What has it impact? How does that align to value? So just by the word conscious, Conscious behavior, conscious buying, conscious leadership. So many possibilities. Thank you, Phoebe.
0: Thank you, May. Thank you so much. Cheers. Have an awesome day. Thanks. (laughs)